Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome back to another little bonus episode here. Got some news, obviously, breaking over the weekend. Sean Johnson and Corey Norman, two of the more experienced halves in the game, you know, both have the ability to win games. You know, we've seen Sean Johnson take a team to a grand final. Two very experienced and quality halves have now going to hit the market in 2022, both of their respective sides, the Sharks and the Dragons, uh, looking to the future, looking at future signings. So just wanted to kind of talk about this half carousel that's been going on here. We've had quite a few players that have moved clubs now. Uh, some players are in new positions. And then obviously got these two really experienced guys coming to the market pretty late on in, in the in the in the season here. So just similar to the Matt Dufty podcast, just kind of wanted to talk through some what is the current landscape of halves for 2022 and their combinations at each club. And t- kind of talk about where these two fit in. Two very similar players, Sean Johnson and Corey Norman. Very nice short kicking games. Uh, can also kick a long gun, like the 40-20 is definitely in both their arsenals. Good runners of the ball when they need it and good organizers. So let, let's kind of go through how we did it with the Dufty podcast. Let's kind of look through all the clubs and we'll kind of pencil in who needs some halves. So as we go through, we'll kind of talk about who's moved on at the moment and who's really set versus some teams we'll be looking to talk about here. So starting from the top of the ladder again, the Melbourne Storm, obviously Cameron Munster, and you've got Jerome Hughes there. So there's no issues there. They've got a Cooper Johns uh, and uh, sitting in the, in the wings there. So look, a backup option is there, but unlikely. The Panthers, you've got Jerome Luai, you've got Nathan Cleary, you've got Tyron May. I think you can rule out the Panthers. The Parramatta Eels, you've got Dylan Brown, you've got Mitch Moses, Will Smith and Jacob Arthur in the back. Not going to happen there. So we've gone through the top three here. No go. The Rabbitohs. This is a team we'll put on put it as a little note here because obviously they've let go of Adam Reynolds next year. So Cody Walker will be in the sixth jersey. Some discussions about what they're going to do with the seven, so we'll keep them open. The Sydney Roosters, Sam Walker, Luke Keary, Lock and Lamb, we'll rule them out. The Manly Seagulls, Josh Schuster, Kieran Foran, Kay Cust, Daly Cherians, we'll rule them out. The Cowboys, a team that's been very, has, they've jumped on the carousel quite a few times, so they've obviously got Scott Drinkwater, who they've re-signed. Chad Townsend and Tom Deedon are coming up to the Cowboys, so we'll rule them out because they've obviously already got their three halves locked in. The Dragons, obviously... We need to keep them open because that's the Corey Norman team. They've got Ben Hunt, so they, they're looking for a half there. The Cronulla Sharks will have to keep them open because, again, they've, they're the Sean Johnson team. They've got Nico Hines coming in to play the sixth jersey next year, so we'll keep them open. So we're up to three so far. The Canberra Raiders will have to keep open because they've got Jack White in the sixth, but obviously the hole left by George Williams in the seven jersey. They've got Sam Williams who have come in to kind of Fill the void for now, a nice experienced veteran, but they need to be uh, left open. The New Zealand Warriors look very, I'm very confident that they're not going to be in the race here, but I just did want to mention, obviously there was some reports that uh, Sean Johnson's manager has gone back to the Warriors to see if they do want any type of, you know, bring the band back together, but they're, they're kind of ruling themselves out right now. They've got Harris Tavita, they've got Nick Rima, they've got Sean O'Sullivan, they've got a Reese Walsh who can play the six. I think we can rule them out. The Gold Coast Titans, not going to rule them out. They're right now got Ash Taylor and Jamal Fogarty. they got Tanner Boyd as a backup half. I'm not convinced, so we're going to leave them in the race. The West Tigers, you can't really rule them out of anything here. So, you know, they've got right now, it's Adam Dewey, it's Moses Sembai, it's Luke Brooks, it's Jock Madden, so we've got to keep them in play. 
the Newcastle Knights. They got Phoenix Crossland who's come down. They've got a Kurt Mann who's still there. But we don't know where Midge Pierce. That might be the next player on the carousel. So we've got to leave them open. The Brisbane Broncos, they jumped on the carousel. They picked up Adam Reynolds for next year. Who's on a part of Adam Reynolds? You've got Tyson Gamble, you've got Albert Kelly, you've got Carmichael Hunt. You know, Anthony Milford right now is not re-signed, but he's at the club, so you've got to leave them open. And the Banks down Bulldogs. Look, I, I think you have to rule them out right here because they've got a Jake Overillo, they've got a Brandon Wake, and they've got a Matt Burton next year, they've got a Kyle Flanagan. So I think they're pretty set in the halves. So when you look at it, we've got the Rabbitohs, the Dragons, the Sharks, the Raiders, the Titans, the Tigers, and the Knights, and the Broncos. So look, that's nine clubs we've gone through out of the 16 here where potentially you could see some, some movement here. So I kind of just wanted to talk about the main ones and kind of rule them out here. So let's go back to the Rabbitohs. They're an interesting play here because obviously Cody Walker will be the dominant half there. Whoever comes in does partner him. I do think Sean Johnson makes a bit of sense there. Not so much Corey Norman, very similar game to a Cody Walker, bit of a running game on him. I think Sean Johnson as the organizer there could work. They have got some young talent coming through the ranks, the Troy Dargans of the world who they are pretty high on, whether he's ready for next season. I'm not sure. This is a small premiership window that they've got. So look, I don't mind the Sean Johnson fit there at all. I think it's a, it's an interesting one. If you're not going to give Adam Reynolds, you know, the three-year deal who's looking after, but you give Sean, you know, a one or two-year deal. I, it's a bit of a sideways move in my opinion, but again, it could just be the type of money that he's going to command. So right now, I think the Rabbits are a good shout uh, for Sean Johnson, not for Corey Norman, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing Sean Johnson there at the Rabbits. It would be very interesting to see him and Cody Walker as a half combination, especially as we're going into the later stages of Sean Johnson's career here. You know, not so much a running game can lead it up Cody Walker, but in terms of organizing his kicking game, you know, he's just IQ. I think it's a nice, a nice fit there. So mark them down. I like that one out, out of a 10. Like I said, don't want Corey Norman there, but Sean Johnson to the Rabbits, yeah, it's a 7 out of 10. I, I, like, I like the fit. Let's go to the Dragons. Obviously, we need to rule out Corey Norman here because it sounds like they're just going to move on from that partnership. It's not going to work. Sean Johnson to the Dragons, partnering Ben Hunt in the halves. It's, it's slightly appealing, but I think the Dragons just need a total reset here. I think they really do need some young halves to come through there and try and give them a bit of a run here. So Corey Norman will be a definite no. Sean Johnson to the Dragons. Look, it's a 5 out of 10. I could see it happening, but not so much. Let's go to the Sharkies. Who's going to partner Nico Hines? Matt Moylan's got the inside running right now. Corey Norman, I don't see playing next to a Nico Hines. Sean Johnson, obviously, probably not going to come back there. So we're going to rule them out altogether. I think the Sharkies are now out. I'm not going to go there. The one that makes the most sense to me is Sean Johnson to the Raiders. Really, really like the idea of partnering a Sean Johnson who's got the kicking game who's got the making all the pieces there next to a Jack Wyden. Really, really like that. That's a, that's a nine out of 10 for me right now. I think, you know, Ricky Stewart, I think will get the most out of a Sean Johnson, you know, the two halves, you know, a bit of a half whisperer. Ricky Stewart is, you know, who will get the best out of Sean Johnson. Really like that one. If you can just put SJ in the green, you know, just him and him and Jack Wyden, I really like the combination. Again, this is all predicated on, you know, chances at the back, Jack Wyden in the six. You know, we'll see what happens. Tom Starling in the nine and Sean Johnson in the seven. It's an interesting, more dynamic uh, spine than they've got right now. So I do like that one. The Gold Coast Titans. This is the team I actually do like for Corey Norman. I think if you move on Ash Taylor and can sign Corey Norman at a nice deal here, really like the idea of having Corey Norman next to Jamal Fogarty. I think that'll be a very nice half combination. Jamal Fogarty, you know, has a bit of a running game in him. A very nice kicking game. 
You can partner up and have two dynamic kickers on either side in the gameplay for Norman and Fogarty out wide. I like it. I think, you know, Corey Norman then, we've seen Jamal take on that like lead playmaker role over the weekend against the Roosters, you know, brought him right back into that game. Some beautiful kicks, you know, he knows when to take on the line. You know, he's always good in support. And Corey Norman can just sit back, you know, you got AJ Brimson who'll be there. You've got some nice attacking weapons in for Fido and Tino. You know, the outside backs are good. I like that fit, you know. Having Norman and Fogarty as a half combination, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. I think they're my two preferred ones, but we'll keep going through here. The West Tigers, you know, there's reports that Mitch Pierce possibly to the Tigers. I've heard that a couple of times. I don't see Sean Johnson. I don't see Corey Norman at the Tigers. You know, I could see them getting a little bit desperate and throwing some money at a Norman to get him there. But, yeah, to me, that's not not a half pairing I like. I think Jock Madden uh, has shown in, in glimpses here that he's a, definitely a potential option there in the half. And I think, you know, Adam Dewey needs to get his hands on the ball a little bit more. So I wouldn't mind seeing Adam Dewey, you know, kind of moving that half combination. You know, Jock Madden and Adam Dewey down the track could really work. And, you know, Luke Brooks, for as much slack as he gets, you know, if he does come onto the open market, a lot of teams would be interested in him. So that's an interesting one there. The last two, obviously the Newcastle Knights, they got Phoenix Crossland, they got uh, Clifford, they've got Kurt Mann. If Mitch Pierce resigns, if he doesn't resign, Sean Johnson to the Knights, it's it's intriguing. I think this is not a Corey Norman spot. Sean Johnson there, I can kind of see, but are you just moving that sideways movement between Mitch Pierce and Sean Johnson? They kind of the same player right now in their careers, kind of lean towards yes. So I don't really like that one out, out of 10. That'd probably be a five. And the Broncos, to me, this is the second best home for Corey Norman. I think going back to Brisbane, him partnering Adam Reynolds in the halves, I do like that. You know, two experienced playmakers as something that the Broncos have kind of lacked a bit of leadership and experience in the game. I do like that. So that's probably a seven out of 10 for me. You know, having those two wise heads, probably two of the top five kicking games in the comp. When Corey Norman is on, he can really place the ball when he wants to. Having that there next to an Adam Reynolds, really, really like that. So that's kind of the landscape right now. I think the Rabbitohs are definitely in play for Sean Johnson. I think the Raiders are in play for Sean Johnson. And for the Corey Norman, I've got the Gold Coast Titans and the Brisbane Broncos. I think they're all very nice fits. Like I said, there's been so much movement in the halves. You know, you've already had a Clifford resign and Nico Hines move a Tom Deere move, OJ Clifford move, you know, Chad Townsend signed for next year. So having all these guys already moving around, George Williams has gone home. So it's a lot of moving pieces here. But, you know, as these experienced guys come onto the market, they still have some value. Like I said, some of the guys that I've also mentioned in this pod, you know, a Mitch Pierce, an Anthony Milford, an Ash Taylor, a Matt Moylan possibly. These are all guys that could be on the move as well. So... It's the one position in the NRL that no matter how late and, you know, how many teams have uh, signings and, you know, have already had their roster set for next year, if an experienced playmaker comes on the table, it's very, very important to have good depth. You know, it would not surprise me at all when we kind of look at the land, the lay of the land and, you know, why can't the Melbourne Storm be in for a third choice half? You know, why can't an Anthony Milford? Why can't a, you know, it's, does, doesn't it seem like a very Melbourne thing to do to sign Corey Norman to be the backup, you know, playing reserve grade and then come in and fill in for a Munster when he's on leave, you know? Just these, this is what the good teams do. You know, you've got to have good depth. So as more and more of these guys get released and, you know, get told to move on from their current club, there's always going to be homes for them around the league. So it's going to be very interesting. There's a lot of, lot of quality halves running around at the moment. You know, we did go through some stages 
mid to late 2000s where, you know, some of the half play was pretty poor compared to previous years. It's obviously come up now, a lot of good young halves coming through the game. You still got some experience left in the game. So it's going to be very interesting. These are two guys that uh, have come on the market now that a lot of teams probably knew there was a sniff that there was a chance they would be on the open market. Um, but again, whether they can come in and fill in a straight halves role with and come in and be the third, fourth choice option at a half, they're going to be some very valuable pieces here. And a team like the Gold Coast Titans, a team like the West Tigers and the New Zealand Warriors and the St. George of Dragons and the Sharks, you know, these are teams that, you know, are sniffing around that eight, that eight place on the ladder that really, if you want to go to that next level, it's going to be some consistent half place to get you there. So really interesting to see what happens. Where, Like I said, this is the, in the NFL, in this last offseason, if anyone follows the NFL, has been the quarterback carousel, you know, lots of draft picks and experienced guys moving around. I feel like we're getting definitely to that stage in the NRL. We've got some some of the good good halves on long-term deals that have signed up, you know, your Cleary's, your Lewis, your Dylan Browns, your Mitch Moses, your Luke Keary's, your Sam Walker's, you know, they're all kind of set where they are. But now you get that that next tier of talent where we're just going to be consistently churning through these guys and they're going to be finding new homes, trying to find and strike those combinations, you know. If a Gold Coast Titans lands a really good half, and all of a sudden you've got consistent half plays out of your two halves, that can be the, the difference between fifth place and 12th place on the ladder. You know, right now the Knights are down in 14th. If they had a consistent guy, um, you know, Mitch Pierce can get injured, they had a consistent sixth there. Again, they're 14th right now. They can be up in the sixth. So it's it's all about how do you, you know, manage your finances to make sure you've got at least three halves. Because I think quality of depth this year def- has definitely shown you it can make the difference, you know, it's a very tight, compact ladder right now. So you got to make sure you have the halves that can get you there. So again, a little bonus pod. Every time a player like this comes up onto the market, just want to kind of, you know, regroup, see see where the see what the competition is doing in terms of where could this player fit, where where do I see them fitting? Because again, it's very interesting. You had a guy like Matt Dufty in a very important position in the number one. You got some halves in the six and sevens. These are all positions that are going to make a big difference and, you know, it could definitely, you know, create some big outcomes for the top eight next season. So we'll keep following it as we go this year and we'll be back with some more podcasts, but thanks for listening guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.